What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not For Three Podcast? Well, how's it going, guys? Wow, this is great. This is, look at us. Look at us. Amazing. Uh, guys, thank you so much for downloading, tuning in, and checking this out. This is episode 151. Give a hoot. I'm joined in studio by the owl himself, Mr. Tim Kaw. Uh, where do we want to go with this? Um, lots to say. You know what? I haven't done this in a long time. I want to do this again. Um, I've been slacking on my pimpin', so I'm going to pick it up. <clears throat> this podcast and all podcasts from the Not For 30 Podcast Network of People is brought to you by the good folks at Superior Painting Finishing. It's about that time to re-up on the sponsorship, so I should probably drop their name a couple times. Mm. Feels good to pay the bills. All right. Uh, with that being said, this is this is uh, Tim and I sat down uh, about a week ago, mm, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, to record this. It was fun. You know, I love Tim. He's awesome. Uh, just great to chit chat. Uh, this this kind of was spawned from. I got inspired by Tim. He uh, he did this three part series on the Midnight Owl podcast about his love for cannabis and cannabis culture uh, and his history and his usage and all that stuff. Uh, and I, I was, uh, I was, I was inspired to do something on my own, and I did that in self therapy. It came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, Forty, a 37, 37 year old edible version, version, virgin. Um, yeah, so that this is we we kind of end up working up to that point. There's a lot of other things in here too, but. That's kind of the main storyline in this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. Check it out. Drop us a line. All socials, except for don't don't message us on Twitter. We never check our Twitter. It's it's just there because it's there because we had to do it. But if you want to reach out, reach out on the good old Instagram or you can join the Facebook page. It's really easy to find us. Not after thirty podcast. As well, we are going to be heading out to um, PodCamp this year, PodCamp TO. It happens uh, the weekend of February 23rd. Um, we'll, be, uh, we'll be there for probably one day, probably the Sunday uh, at PodCamp, and then for sure the Saturday at the award show. Unfortunately, myself and the good people at the Not For 30 podcast did not get nominated this year, but don't fret. We're happy to be there anyways. You can't win it every year. And kudos to all the noms. Congratulations. I'm sure well-deserved. Um, I even saw one like one of my favorite podcasts. It was a show before it was a podcast, but Alan Cross's ongoing history of new music got nominated, which is like, oh, man. Uh, talk about some of the love I've had for for rock music. I've learned so many things from, from Alan Cross. So I, I was happy to see that out there. Oh, my God. Guys, I'm so sorry. Three-minute ramble. Let me cut this short. Love you guys. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, checking us out. Bye. This is the Not After 30 Podcast, a podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Nopter 30 podcast? What's up, bitches? Uh, I am joined via technology with the owl himself, Mr. Hoot Hoot, Tim Carr. What's up, baby? Hoot Hoot. Hoot Hoot. Give a hoot. Like and subscribe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that is a shirt waiting to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Give a hoot. Down the road, man. I hope to have a couple. Yeah, I I think you got the design ready for it. I think you got like... I, I saw I saw some of your your, uh, your Christmas cards that you drew on your Instagram, yep. and uh, I think I think you can you can easily put some of those on a T-shirt. My Instagram is the Midnight Owl Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> it's a very good follow. Very good follow. I'm trying to learn how to do that. It feels so self-serving and gross, but I guess that's just the way of the world now. That you you nailed it. Um, I've got a beer here. I don't know. Do you have anything to drink on your end? Well, I, I do have something. Uh, do you want okay. me to just, uh, Oh, it's legal in Canada. Now yeah. we're cool. La da da da. Little Snoop Dogg in the background. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, or Afro I man. went Afro man. Yeah. You know, classic, classic. Even, even. Like when I was so anti uh, drugs as a as a young adult, 
even that song, you couldn't get away from it because it was so catchy and like lighthearted that I know all the words to it. So, like, you were anti-drug for a while, uh, like uh, in your younger days. Like I'm my guessing? whole life, your whole life. Wow. Like, like my my whole life. It wasn't. Okay, hold. Let me crack this son of a bitch for the working man. Hold on. This is uh, Gahan Blueberry Ale Wheat Beer. It's got a low percentage, four point five for American friends. I believe you guys think that's high. Um, this is from Prince Edward Island, and this is what it sounds like. Oh yeah, sounds good. Okay, like I'm not a huge wheat beer fan, but this is it's you know it's light and easy. It tastes a little bit like blueberries. I'm okay with all those things. Judge me if you want. Only Kanye can judge me. I'm a pretty simple man, so what's the difference between like a, a wheat beer and my delicious Bud Light? Oh, well, I mean, I'm no Aaron Chalupa. I'm no beer guru, but I have taken a couple lessons. Um, well, first and foremost, there are different types of beer. So Budweiser is a rice beer, which they, do, they don't advertise that at all because all the advertisements are like, uh, bales of of wheat flowing in the wind and uh, beautiful golden grains, but it's a wheat beer. So people that um, are celiac um, or have Crohn's or any inflammation from um, wheat products or gluten, it's a gluten free beer. Oh, I never know. Um, You'd think they'd be hitting that over the head with uh, the last couple of years with people discovering that they have Crohn's or that celiac, eh? Yeah, you think, but I think that takes away from their like macho king of beers. Like, you want to bang broads? You want to fuck broads in the face and never call them back? Drink Budweiser, you pussy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, kinda, that, I guess I could I see think. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not the, By uh, the way, Sunday this motherfucker's night football beer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the way that the NFL is going—not that I watch football—but the way that the NFL is going, they're probably going to start advertising. <laughs> they're probably going to be like, "Hey." Drink Budweiser. It's a it's a beautiful rice beer that if you have celiac or Crohn's, it's gonna be fantastic. Just pour a, a small little mount into a a, a a forged steel goblin and enjoy. Did I say goblin? Goblet? What? Goblet. Is it? I think it's a goblet. Yeah. Anyway, does your tummy hurt after um, eating? So- <laughs> does your tummy hurt after drinking a beer? Well, how about Bud Light? <laughs> It's close to water. Do it's you, close to beer. It's not quite either. Bud Light. <laughs> Do you shit your pants uncontrollably after drinking a cold brew? Try Budweiser, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Man, do, do we stumble onto an episode of, of Smodcast? Like, I feel like we're doing a Scott Mosier, Kevin Smith thing right now. I like it. Yeah. I think we just got to follow the flow, hopefully. Hopefully we can be that yeah. good. I'll ride those coattails. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. The Podfather and Scott Mosier, I'm in. Well, and that's what inspired um, my recent episode, uh, should be out now or soon, is the cannabis episode, uh, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie. Uh, I got to, I drove like an hour and a half out to see it and an hour and a half back. It was worth it, man. And, and how long was it? Uh, probably about two hours. Maybe a little bit more okay. with the intro because they tacked on like a Canadian specific intro and then they had the American intro and then the movie. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Podcasting um, was like a huge part of the uh, of the movie. Like and not like. Really? Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess it was kind of beating you over the head with it, but it was from somebody that loves it. And it was the first time that it actually felt genuine. You seeing it on the screen because like more and more I'm at work and I'm watching like the news and all of a sudden they're promoting true crime podcasts uh, with the traffic. It's fucked up to me. Mm. It makes a lot of sense. So, right, because it's, it's such a great avenue and those bigger companies are getting into it and all that. Does that worry you at all? Like the, the culture is going to start changing as more Dr. Phil's and Dr. Oz and all yeah. this is coming in. Like, you know, we got to kind of protect you know, the cowboy nature of whatever we're doing. Cow person. Uh, yeah. You know, in all fairness, it, it, it does. But at the end of the day, for me, it's, you know, let's, I, love, I love playing baseball. I love playing hockey. Mm-hmm. And even when the Leafs suck... I'm still. I still want to play hockey, which is fairly I consistent. Still want the Jays suck. I still want to play baseball, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so for me, I just I look at it that way. I'm, I'm hey, uh, let's say uh, whoever uh, Dr. Phil um, does this run of you know he wants a podcast and whatever. That's fine. I mean, I'm pretty sure the demographic that I'm talking to and Dr. Phil's demographic aren't really crossing. So I'm I'm probably okay with that. But whatever, man. It, you know, it also kind of puts you in like, hey, Dr. Phil is podcasting. He's a podcaster now. But I've been podcasting for four years, and like, yeah, I get it. Like, he 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 wants to join my party. I'm not joining his party. And the more people that we get to the table, the more that we can siphon off on, into the into the actual podcast. So, like, I don't know if that's a fair yeah. statement. We can win them over once they well, understand the concept. But trying to explain to somebody what podcasting is has always been difficult. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's it's internet broadcasting. I'm yeah, I'm always amazed when people don't know what it is. I'm like, motherfucker, have you been under a rock for 10 years? Like, you know they have electric cars now, cars that don't need gasoline? Like, you know that's a thing now, right? Well, I've I'm, I'm never been into music, really, but how do people with any kind of commute sit there and listen to the radio day in and day out with the same terrible songs, the people never really saying anything? Like I oh, would yeah. lose or my mind. Or the recycling of, yeah, or the recycling of like half baked stories. Like I was, I was listening to um, whatever. Like I was listening to what one of the localish stations, and it was like my wife is driving. I was in the car. I was I was slightly inebriated, and um, so and they're, they're like, guess what happened to Justin Bieber after this song. And I'm like, what happened to Justin Bieber? Who, who cares, right? But I get it. It's like pop music, whatever. That sounds like clickbait so, on Facebook. It's exactly what it is, right? It's the original clickbait. It's a listen bait. And they come back from the song like, Justin Bieber's ex-girlfriend released an album, and we think these songs are about him. Like, what? What? Just what? makes you want to who, slam what? your head against the window until you don't have to hear anything anymore. Yeah, and it's also like... um, that really doesn't have anything to do with Justin Bieber. Like, maybe it's about him. Like, okay, whatever, I guess. Well, But, you know, what the crazy thing is, like, somebody out there is like, oh, what happened with J- with JB? What's going on with the Biebs? Like, they're like, they're, there's somebody out there that that's affecting, and that blows my mind. Well, like, okay, so something that I've been doing recently is I'm considering a big change. Uh, like, I know we may have... Not to pull back the kimono too much, we had talked about maybe saying this at the end of the podcast, but this feels like it it uh, it fits here, good here. It feels good. I, I, I've been thinking about a change. Like, I'm unhappy where I am. I love my job, but it's just not what I want to be doing. So, like, maybe I'll go back to school, and if corporations and all these people are moving in, networks are getting bigger, there's got to be jobs out there, right? So, like, I'll go to a school for it. The closest thing I can find is radio broadcasting, which how in the hell is radio broadcasting still offered at multiple colleges across Ontario? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I've been like, it's like VCR repair, <laughs> right? I've been looking into it, and like all of a sudden, you you're you like I uh, all of the morning shows and stuff like that. They're just taking what happens in the states and selling it to the same network up here, and and doing it, and like. I had these nightmares of, okay, within three weeks, uh, based on the program, you have to go on and be on the air. I'm like, okay, like maybe I'll be able to talk about whatever I want to talk about. Maybe I'll be able to, you know, promote podcasting on the radio and just use that as my own avenue. But can you imagine after every song having to be hyped about it? And like, especially when you're playing those same songs over and over and over again, like, Oh, yes, Post Malone, like very articulate young man. What a great tune. Yeah. All right, back to Leon's because we have a big sale today. I was <laughs> like, oh, is it worth it? Have you seen uh, Howard Stern's biopic, Private Parts? I haven't. Okay. I'm going to highlight, it came out maybe like late 90s, early 2000, which means two things. One, there's like tons of unnecessary, unnecessary nudity. I'm in. But there's also like a, you know like a lot of uh, like there's a lot of things that wouldn't fly in 2019, but um, or 2020 depending on when you listen to this. Um, but I'm gonna highly suggest it because he kind of go he kind of 
has that debate in his head. You know, he, he a program director from his first radio station is telling him, don't forget to hit the cues at, at 15-2 and 15 past and da-da-da-da. And he's looking at this guy like, oh, God, like, what am I getting myself into? But that's what I feel like you going to radio broadcasting in 2020 is like the equivalent to like, oh, man, I like... Am I going to be the guy that has to be like, all right, uh, it's uh, 10.15 in the morning and we've got rain on the way, so make sure to bring those umbrellas. I'm like, fuck you, <laughs> you fucking sellout. Yeah. You fucking douchey, fake sellout. No, well, not happening. Like, you could go and you could look at it like, like we could save each other. Like, why would radio be opposed to podcasting, you know, if... If any like, advertisers will come, people get Casper everything. So why not change it up a little bit from the monotonous like customer service? Oh hi, yes, absolutely. We understand that the traffic today is really bad. Blah blah blah. You're not saying anything. Like who gets up at four o'clock in the morning to do the drive at five? I can't imagine. <laughs> What's the benefit to that? People calling in. I I totally agree. Like. I mean, we can both agree as, well, excuse me, um, we can both agree as podcasters that like we, we could never sell our soul to get this, this lame ass local DJ, local celebrity, um, gig. Like you, do you guys get Z103 out, uh, in, in the bush? I don't think so. No, we got, okay. uh, so this the is edge. local DJ. Uh, no, we used to be able to get it. I don't think we can anymore. Dean okay, Blundell. So- yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so the edge. Yeah, I get that. Um, so there's this like uh, top forty dance and whatever radio station called Z103, yep. and um, there, there's this longtime DJ that's on there. His name's Tony Monaco, and he's he's kind of a local celebrity. Like when you know he he always gets like great seats to everything and blah blah blah. But he goes out and like he's always on. You know, he's always got to be like Tony Monaco. Like, oh, shit. You know, um, I can't. You know, the club club guy, Tony Monaco. Do, 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 do. <laughs> like, so he's always on, right? Like, we, we could walk into anywhere. Like, there, there are no podcasters. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, like, like true organic podcasters. Not, I'm not talking celebrities who decide to podcast. I'm talking real podcasters that could walk, that could go to, like, an event and just kind of be like, be there, you know? Yep. Unless you heard their voice, like most of them, you would never even recognize. Yeah, but even you know, even if you like your voice recorded, doesn't sound the same as it does in real life. It would have to be like the cadence of what you're talking about. But like, like I'm sure if I was at a, you know, I was at somewhere and I was like stammering over my words, and someone said, "Hey, do you by chance know the Not After Thirty podcast?" I would blush and be like, "Not only do I know it, but." I am the not after three. And like, I thought it was you. You fucking suck, dude. You know, like, <laughs> it'd be like one of those moments. Even having someone recognize me enough to tell me that I fucking suck would be like a monumental <laughs> leap in my celebrity. Yeah, it would be, it would be a big win. I actually had, I told a story before. I'll make it really quick, but I actually had a client uh, sit in my chair and he's like, I'm just getting to this podcasting thing. And I don't know if someone put him up to it, but he's like, yeah, he actually, I listened to this one called, uh, the after 30 podcast. I'm like, Oh, okay. And I was like, Oh, that kind of sounds familiar. And he's like, yeah, I wasn't very good. And he, he opens up his phone to make sure he gets the title, right? No joke. It's my not after 30 podcast. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, you should give it another chance. You never like these guys are probably trying pretty hard. <laughs> you should have given him a terrible haircut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could you imagine? I'm like, ah, sorry, dude, cut your ear. <laughs> my bad. No, no, man. Like, don't yeah, worry about it. Mushroom cuts are back in style. <laughs> Let me get my bowl out. Wait, you, when you said you didn't want a mullet, you meant that? I, I think there was just an honest miscommunication. Please review us highly <laughs> on Yelp. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do me a favor. Maybe give the Not For 30 podcast another chance and I'll fix your haircut. How does that sound? Oh, and please, please subscribe and rate. Thanks. Yeah. Well, and like, I, I just continue yeah. to wonder, like, as the, you know, Wi-Fi continues to get better and better, are more people going to go over to podcasting or like, 
internet radio why why not why is there not a morning show that you can download every morning before you leave the house you can listen at your leisure you know three hours long of people just doing the same thing that they'd be doing on air i guess the only encumbrance is you wouldn't get any music because the music industry is for whatever reason invested into radio broadcasting so yeah you're kind of screwed there there was a couple guys that there's a couple different uh, guys that did that. Do you remember Humble and Fred? No. No, they used to be on the queue, whatever. They when they got fired, they um they started their like they're basically exactly what you said. Um, but you got to think of this like first you got to record everything, like pre-record it and then upload it and hope it's relevant enough that someone's going to listen to it because the downside is there's no late breaking news, right? Oh, I suppose, I mean, yeah. So, but I mean, if you're not, if you're not doing topical things or super topical things or live things, then you're probably fine. Well, and most but GPS has like, uh, when you hook up your phone to your car, like you can see all of the traffic updates in real time anyways. Now it's just finding a way to sell it. I, I don't know how you would do that yet, but yeah, um, I don't know either. Yeah. But I also was thinking about like XM radio. Why isn't there a channel on there if there's not already? Because I can't afford it. Like a podcasting one where they can just throw in old Joe Rogan episodes and hello from the Magic Tavern, not after 30. Yeah. Just on a cycle all day. Have a couple of hosts come on, introduce some different shows. Bam. Yeah. I mean, I think XM, I mean, XM is basically a podcasting network anyways. Like it's not on demand. It's, it's live. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I think like David Bowie had something like that. And, um, I think the dude from Twisted Sister, uh, D Snyder had something like that. Like I, I think there's a handful of guys that did, I guess, like if you want to call it as opposed to a podcast, they maybe did like, um, yeah, I guess it's just like a, a live radio thing, I guess. Yeah. But well, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's a good it's a good conversation to have. But I like. I think that I think as podcasters, we want to defend the honor of podcasting. Like, I always feel like it's this like crazy badge of honor that we carry. Of like, no, like, no, like we're the cowboys. Like, you guys are the sheeple, and we're like we're the cow. We're like we're the renegades doing something different. We're we're trying something different. And like, and we're gonna we're building something here. Like, it may not be a giant network, but we're building like this fan base that is choosing us over terrestrial radio, listening to like the Zany Morning Zoo or like you know Tony Monaco, sixty five year old DJ. Yeah, well, and I'm so curious if I were to follow through on this because like there are other classes that would be relevant to what we do. You know, digital editing, uh, getting advertisers. Uh, uh, production, all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. But like looking around and seeing the other kids there and just thinking like, you guys realize you're going to wind up on the Yukon talking to like 1500 people and that's it. That's like the best yeah. you can hope for. <laughs> not to be overly negative. And not only that, <laughs> not to, not to be a total dick about everything, but not only that, like how, what's just pumping out a couple hundred kids every, every, every two years. Year. Yeah. Every, so every two years, a couple hundred kids that end up sticking with it. And then what? I mean, there's like five different um, radio stations or uh, radio station companies that own maybe a whole bunch of... Di- but do you yeah, do you want to be like in the Yukon or do you want to be in like Innisfil's greatest hits? Like nobody wants to do those. Like you're going to get that gig. It's going to be like 35 grand a year. You're barely going to be able to eat. You know, like I, I remember... Going back to the edge, that a radio station we both listened to, when uh, Todd Shapiro was on the edge when he's just starting off, they had him as retod on the street, which again another thing that wouldn't fly in 2019. Yes, but you know he he would tell me like so. Long story short, he dated a girl that I went to school with, and um, so she would tell me all these stories. And what she told him is, and what she told me is when he, you know, when you know when they do like the live from Leon's. Hey, we're here. Come see me at Leon's big tent event. You know, yep. when they do that, that's a that's a four hundred dollars a day gig, and like a lot of guys want to do those gigs because it's like an easy four hundred bucks. It's like you know four hours of work, and you're. But the the thing is, like you're dealing with a random public, and most of the time you're just sitting, not doing anything, because nobody, nobody says, oh, no one here's like, oh my god. The edges at Leon's and they have a sale. Oh my God, let's go. They, no one's piling the kids into the car and going to go do that. So 
I mean, it's a four hundred dollar a day gig. You do one of the one of those a week for like the month. You know, you're sitting pretty, right? So, I guess that's a thing. I guess like you can make some dough there. But even the, even if that's what you're gonna do, I don't know. I just the the market is so small. Yeah, like I, I can't imagine hoping for that. I'm sure there's some creative people out there that could have a hell of a good time doing it, make it fun and stuff like that. But the constraints of being inside of that industrial complex of not saying anything and i get it because the radio you don't have a choice you just tune into a station you could hear them saying something so you want to be as vanilla as possible for everybody with podcasting you're choosing to listen you have to seek that out right so like you get a little bit more of a an openness to if not be offensive like be ignorant of certain things and not know everything you're not a corporation right but like yeah that just seems like soul numbingly terrible like who just is it useful what's the word i'm looking for here uh i guess just innocence man like oh yeah i'm gonna get on the radio i'm gonna be like wkrp and have a ton of fun or is it just yeah. knowing that you can like divide up your soul that much that you can get onto the <laughs> <laughs> you can get onto the the morning radio and not say anything yeah. all day fucking long? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You want to switch gears a little bit? What's up? I, I think I think I, I said. Do you want to switch gears a little bit? Because I think we might we might have killed anybody who wanted to be a podcaster or in radio broadcast. I think so. All right. So. I mentioned it earlier. I don't know. It sounded like it piqued your attention, but yes, for for a long time of my life, and and still for the little bit, um, I've been I've been anti drug for not straight edge, but anti drug. Mm-hmm. Obviously not straight edge. I'm drinking a beer right now, but um, yeah, I've been anti drug for pretty much ever, and not only a non smoker, but an anti smoker as well. So yeah, does that you can add that to the list of the reasons why I suck. Absolutely not, man. To each their own. Does that stem from an yeah, incident? Fair. Like, did you see somebody just hurting themselves or just never really drawn no, to it? No, you don't. Oh, okay. So you may know this about me already, but I have one of those personalities. Like, like I am a just want to have a good time by any means necessary personality. So for me, like, I always want like, you know, I I don't even when I go out and I have a couple drinks, like I'm I'm probably not as intoxicated as I might look or sound, but I just get hyper. Like I get hyped, I get into it and I, and I just love it. I get, I find that like, I love being social. I love being active and that kind of stuff. So for me, it's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down and have a couple of beers, but I'm more excited just to like be out and in public and just hanging and banging. So, um, so for me, I, I knew that my personality is always me. Like if I, if I like something a little, if I have a lot of it, I'm going to have a really good time. And that's what I'm looking for. So that that was always kind of like the way I thought about it. So I always kept like a lot of restraints. All my buddies, all, like not one or two, all of my buddies have tried to get me high. Yeah, all of them. And I, I've always like I've always tried to be like really cool about it and be like, Nah, I'm good, or like you know just pass or whatever. Not just like not super interested. And yeah, that's like it just it just never appealed to me until I got to like this point in my life. Yeah. Uh, going so, back to those days when you were like seeing your buddies get high, like would you be around them or would you dip? No, yeah, no, I'd, I'd hang. I wouldn't. I wouldn't miss a party just because like everyone else is getting high. Like for me, I I always uh, I don't want to I don't want to feel like I don't want to say I got scared straight not to do any like not to do drugs, but I was pretty much scared straight not to do drugs. Um, and then like drinking, I was always like I would always. I'd always drink to get a catch a buzz, but once I got once I got to my buzz point, I, I kind of tailed off because a I, like I didn't want to be like too fucked up the next day because like I I suffer from FOMO, fear of missing which out, which is like always man. So if I if I find out like if I look at my phone and it's like you missed a crazy night last night, like if I felt like I really missed a crazy night, I'd be so like I'd be so down on myself because like, oh man, like that's what I live for. I live for like the height of the moment. Uh, and so, like, I always, like, f- financially or not, I've always been, like, I gotta go do this because, like, this is going to be, like, amazing. 
And I, every time I'd go, I'd be like, guys, we're just going to have a great time. And, and like sometimes buddies would be like, yeah, let's just go out and like, we don't have to do anything crazy. I'm like, uh, no, let's do something fun and crazy. You know, like even if it's just like, like going out to like the, the to our local like shithole bar, like dive bar and just singing karaoke with buddies, it was like, okay, let's see how much fun we can have doing this. Like, let's see if we can get, let's see if we can do a shot and then go like do a shot while doing karaoke and see if we can get like some attention from the crowd. Like that's, like, I, the goal was always just to try to do something that was going to be like fun and silly. And, 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 you know, some people look at be like, oh, it's stupid. But we, as long as I was having fun, as long as me and my boys were having fun, that was a bottom line for me. And it still is really, even, you know, as dads and like in our thirties, late thirties and, talking about it, I'm like I still want to go like if I go out to a game like you know you know Tim you you were there at the Blue Jay game like you know we're just gonna go out there we're gonna have fun get kicked out of the Jays game no big deal yeah but I don't I wouldn't call you out of control or like going too hard or well, anything that, like you had a decent pace yeah. which I think is a little bit different from me like uh, I remember it was probably grade nine or ten my sister took me aside because she just saw something in me and she's like hey you don't have to be the drunkest person at a party. And my sister's like five years older than me. She's like, you, you don't have to be the drunkest person at the party. No one's going to think you're cool for being that person. It's annoying. Just be okay. And like at this point, I don't think she even knew that I was drinking. She just saw that element to me. But yeah, oh, yeah. I always, I, I drank too hard. I, I, uh, you know, smoke too much kind of thing. Like it was always in excess. Like, fuck. You went too hard too fast. Oh my God. Like yeah, I would drink the whole night. Like it got to the point, like, and I wasn't as bad as one of my friends, like in high school, this guy, I'll call him M. He, uh, he became an alcoholic to the point that he was having seizures, but he was drinking so hard. Oh shit. And like, yeah. And I'd be there with him, and I was going through my own shit. Like I lost my dad in grade nine. So like, We'd be at school, we'd be getting drunk and like wandering around the halls or, you know, go get a little high or something like that. But it was just constantly build up to that. And then every weekend I was gone drinking for two days, come back. And holy, it was, you know, just basement parties or backyards or something like that. But, you know, I I got to the point that I could probably put down a 26er and, you know, be okay. (laughs) Like really drunk, but not that... This buddy right. that I'm talking about, he could put down a 40 and still be walking. It was insane. And, like, you look back, oh. he was 17, Training. 18. He was just a fucking kid, man. Yeah. yeah. But, like, that's... Not, not, only th- not only that, but it's like, I mean, the, the long-term damage that that's going to do, too. Yeah. Well, you saw a shift in his mentality. Like, he just became angry. But... uh yeah, I've calmed down on my drinking quite a bit from my early 20s just because I, I can't handle it anymore. It's two days of being hungover and feeling gross and sick is just awful. Yeah. That's why I prefer weed. Like, I can control the high, get a little bit of a, a numb buzz going, and I'm I'm fine. But, uh, yeah. I, it, weed to me is always a choice. Like, good on you for not ever bowing to that peer pressure. Like, do whatever your heart tells you is right. There's no fucking point. Like I, I've seen that with adults, you know, coming in and going hard on someone like, oh, well, why don't you smoke it? Try it. Like, oh, just have a puff or something like that. No, one, someone doesn't want to fucking try it. Don't. I've seen how negative that experience has been when someone's yeah. all fucked up and they're like, they didn't want to do it in the first place. It, 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 what, what I always hear that too, it's like, so you're going to give somebody something that's going to alter their state, but they don't want to do it in the first place. So they're, they're almost guaranteed to have a bad high. Yeah. But yeah, you're going to push that. Like that was always something that kind of was in the back of my mind. It's like, I'll do this if, and when I'm ready for this. Also, I also went through this phase in my twenties where I was like, yeah, like I was really turned off by the, I still, and to be honest, still am Mm -hmm. today turned off by the smell of pot. I just like cannabis just doesn't do the scent of it. Just doesn't do it for me. Like, it it seriously smells bad to me. I and, think it's like a whatever, Pavlovian I know, I know. response because I know how good I feel after smelling that dank right. skunk. I'm like, mm, yes. those are the good times, right? And and that was in the, you know the, the, that was my buddies. You know, like my buddies would always be like, oh, it's so skunky, like blah blah. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't sound appealing <laughs> at all. But 
for me, like I always thought to myself, I was like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something like that's going to be fun. Like I'm going to do Coke or I'm going to do like something like hard. And like also too, it's like, you know, like in my twenties, I, I was so invested into music and I would, you know, listen, listen and hear these stories of like the who getting fucked up with Jimi Hendrix and like, you know, just crushing it and then writing like these killer songs. And I'm like, that's what I need. I'm a creative person. I need that juice. I need that, like that bump of like this creative fire and it's going to put me to that next level. And I'm going to, I'm going to like finally find my calling of what I want to be and how I want to do it and all those things. But the more I avoided those things, the more I found them in other places. Like I understand, you know, catching a buzz and then listening to music and having that music cause goosebumps and, and you just start floating and having that like amazing, like real enjoyment of music. I get that. And I don't want to take away from that, but I don't know if, if it's hypnosis or what, but I was able to kind of get that level of um, subconscious floating just by being so entranced into whatever music I was listening to. So for me, I never felt like I needed that extra um, floating of like being high. Yeah. You know, fast forward 15 or more years and now, you know, like now I'm I'm catching buzzes and I'm enjoying it because... Now in my life, in in my, I'm gonna say late in my late 30s. I turned 37 in the summer, and in my late 30s, I got real fucking problems now. <laughs> like it, it, it's not like when I was, you know, 17, 18, 19, I didn't have a car, or the girl that I had a crush on didn't date me, and I was like, you know, upset and need to escape reality. Now I got real <laughs> fucking problems, <laughs> and now I need a real fucking break from those problems. Yeah. So for me, I'm like. This, like, that is never the reason know, to says. do uh, drugs as someone that has fucked his life up <laughs> at certain points by hiding <laughs> from the real world issues. You know, it's sitting in an attic smoking bongs for like three years. Yeah. They, like, yeah. If you're going into it for like uh, self-medication, I'll caution you against it. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I agree. I, I, I wouldn't say like don't, don't do that to, to self-medicate, but w- what the way that I want to... Oh, I'm getting some feedback. You getting that feedback? Uh, it actually cleared up. Uh, it was going on for a little bit while. Oh, okay. Let's see here. I don't know how that happened. Okay, so... Oh, fuck, I'm getting it. It's going to trip me out. Give me one second. No problem, buddy. Can you still yep. hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Think, oh, I still get a little bit of it. Um, okay. How's that? That sounds good. Okay, cool. So I think I think that helped. Um, yeah, like I wouldn't say self-medicate, but you know, like uh, those days that you, you kind of just like instead of just sitting in front of the TV and shutting off my mind at the end of the day, I've always got these like things flying through my head. So I find now catching a buzz and just you know dimming the lights in my head, so I, I'm not constantly stressing about you know my my upcoming work week what has to get done in this ridiculous reno that's still going on like Uh, venting a little bit bills yeah exactly yeah so but that you know that that's what i'm finding it's really it's helping me um lower my guard so i'm not always feeling high strung and uh, and i find that that's really that's really kind of saved me because you know not not to take anything away from you but you, you you don't know what it's like to have like Two two kids under three years old, like <laughs> running your life, or and then, a mortgage, you know, like, when and I get to like work. multiple cars, or wife, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So that's all, like that's all part of life, right? And um, you know, like I, I always, I'm sure everyone does this, but I'm always stressing about not maybe this year, but two years from now. You know, I, I look at, for example, like this is such a silly example, but I looked at my ease trough uh, on my on my house, and I was like, oh, you know, like. When that breaks, I'm going to have to replace that. So I should start researching things now so I know for when that breaks. Like, why is my brain thinking like that? Like, am I that much of a hunter-gatherer that I just need to, like, be that prepared for whenever that happens? You got dad brain, man. It just, it just, Can you tell when the kids are touching yeah, the thermostat? <laughs> oh, I had that way before. <laughs> that's as soon as you start living with other people. You're like, is this feels a little bit warmer or cooler than it normally feels? It's awfully bright in here. How about we turn off some goddamn lights? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That you, you wait until you get like one of those bills that you're like, 
how the hell did we spend $250 on hydro? It doesn't make any sense oh, to man. me. Oh, man. I've lived on my own for a long time. And uh, you, every once in a while, you'll have one of those. And you're like, the fuck did I do? Uh, yeah, right? Like you, you, don't, you can't even put your finger on it. But you're like, I wouldn't put it past me yeah. either. I did enjoy my bath quite a bit that week. <laughs> Oh fuck! Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a, there's so many different drugs out there, and like I've got a list of stuff I want to try. Like I definitely want to try uh, ayahuasca with like my mild mm. ADD. I've considered uh, Adderall just to see what that was like. Uh, uh, yeah, I yeah I hear that. I hear that's great if you want to get yeah. shit done. Cocaine, I'll never do again, just because it. Hmm, how do I say this? Been there, yeah, done well, that. Well, it was like only once or twice, and like a bump, if that. So, like, I'm never gonna pretend like I've done more than like anybody else. Like a very mild, no eight ball, very mild experience with it. Actually, the one time that I tried yeah. it, a week later, buddy told me the dealer died of a fucking overdose or like some <laughs> shit. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Thank you for not telling me that night. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah, oh my right. God. I just sat in um, a fucking garage rambling on about different business ventures we were gonna do. Woke up in the morning <laughs> with a fucking headache. Never again. <laughs> how uh, now? How popular was E when you when you were like in your teenage uh, years? It was pretty popular um, to the point yeah, that you were seeing same. like the the hunched over look to a few people. Ooh. Yeah, I avoided all of that shit. Like, just you put in it, with weed or mushrooms it's at least a plant like i i don't know why that makes a big difference to me but when you're like mixing alchemical metal like shit together to come up with this yeah. shit uh it, later in life I, w- I tried it and it is pretty fantastic but then again it's like for that it's taking a week's worth of joy and putting it into one night so like the next day your face is sore from how much you were smiling and laughing and how great you felt. <laughs> but like the next two days later, all of your dopamine is used up. So like, you just like be driving and start to cry. Just, you have this sudden overwhelming feeling <laughs> of like sadness. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I'm like not mentally well enough to handle this shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I agree. I don't like the chemical root. Um, but I also feel like if if you want, like I I agree with you with um, ayahuasca. Uh, I think I think that'd be like kind of interesting. And there's like a I don't want to say local, but there's a local ish guy. My client was telling me about. I th- I think if I remember correctly, I think he's in Wellin or like um, Caledon, which like from where we are in Milton is maybe 40, 40 minutes. Which I feel like isn't far enough into the bush to be like, yeah, let's go. I feel like you have to go deep. You need to like wind up on a commune <laughs> like, let, somewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, you just gotta be somewhere where like there's no chance of no one you knowing, no one knowing you out there, and because you end up shitting your pants and throwing <laughs> up all over the place. My client, my client had this crazy experience where she, like, I was so like j- amazed by her telling me what happened. Like she, she didn't have like this crazy, like come to God moment, but she definitely had like some interesting moments where like she saw this thing. Um, she saw, I think it's called like a, uh, she in, in her, so she had, she said she threw up and shit herself for about an hour and a half, which sounds kind of good. Like, I feel like that'd be like the, like the get slim quick route. But she she got she did that for like a uh, like an hour and change or an hour and was a half. Was she high while that was and happening? Because that sounds horrific to try to deal with. Yeah, no. She she said it, it came it came in waves. Um, but basically, what they, what they do is they set you up in this in like a foolproof area, like basically a toilet, a bucket, and a sink. And when you, like you know you just kind of got to get through that um, to get to the next phase, which is where you're gonna start to see your. Um, speak to God moment or whatever they, wherever they call. It. I can't remember what she called. I wonder it, but, if they'd let me record. Um, I thought that was kind of. Oh, w- but would you want to hear it though? That that's the big thing for me. Like, I'm like I, I always am curious. Like, what if I set up a GoPro? Because what I, what I'm finding now again a, a lifetime of not getting mm-hmm. high. I think I got like secondhand buzz once, um, but like of a lifetime not getting high and now getting high. Um, or catching buzzes. I I don't like I don't like the phrase getting high, but catching a buzz some somehow works yeah. for me. But 
um, I'm actually going to release this in a podcast. I don't want to bust a nut too early on it, but I, I am going to do a full podcast on my my first too high moment. But I was thinking about like setting up this GoPro and knowing to, knowing myself that or learning that you know I, I like to I like to sing and dance when I'm high and I and this experience I had a couple weeks ago I was in my kitchen and time was standing still but it felt like it was moving very quickly and I was just like kind of like dancing I was like dancing and singing and like not singing but like mumbling humbling words and just try to like just just enjoying myself and I was like scooping peanut butter and eating peanut butter and i was like i've been so hooked on joe rogan for so long that he really he really cut through the bs of what cannabis can do when you for see you. pineapple but express things- it's easy for someone on the outside to think that's who we are or what it's like yes and 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 i liked pineapple express as a movie but it did zero for selling me on trying cannabis for the exactly. first time um but listening listening to Joe Rogan, I mean, like I, I think I've told you before, like I am I started Joe Rogan episode seven, and um, you know I, I I've I've been there for a lot of it. I, I've checked out most recently because a three hour podcast just doesn't exist in my life right now. But um, he really cut through some of that bullshit that was that was stopping me from trying this. And one of the things this motherfucker said is like he's like, don't you want food to taste better? Don't you want sex to feel better? And I'm like. Yeah, obviously. Like, I don't need food to taste any better. I'm already, like, eating everything in sight. But I was like, okay, I, I'm waiting for this moment to happen. I, I was, I, you know, I'm, I'm tasting this peanut butter because it, it was, like, whatever. It was right there. And I'm, I'm scooping this, I'm scooping the peanut butter out. I'm like, oh, this is going to be the best peanut butter I've ever tasted. That sounds like an awesome I go, moment. I put this in my mouth. <laughs> right? I'm going to put it in my mouth, and I'm like, just tastes like peanut butter. It doesn't taste any different. Like, it, like my taste bugs aren't also high with me right now. It's just, it's just my brain going like, man, you are fucking killing it on the dance floor right now. Ooh, did you just do the electric slide? You just did the electric slide. Ooh, man. Like that's what's going on in my head. And I'm like, this peanut butter is going to take me to the next level. Oh, I haven't been able to Scoot have it butter. since I've been on the diet, but uh, peanut butter and banana sandwich when you're a little bit baked is so fucking good. Yeah, you, you know what? You, you, I feel like you're watching me because that's almost exact. I didn't have a sandwich. I had that in a wrap. But, uh, it was, but also, I was like, man, if my neighbors saw this, like imagine seeing this guy, this 37-year-old in like these old-ass gym shorts, a beat-up oversized T-shirt, eating this dick-looking wrap and just like loving it. Like, just like, Mwah. Like just, I can just, my, my windows to my kitchen face oh, my fuck. neighbor's house. So if he's in his kitchen, he can see me in my kitchen and I'm just fucking blow jobbing <laughs> this, this banana peanut butter wrap and just like loving my life. Like my eyes would be bloodshot and glossy and I'm just like, oh man, this wrap is amazing. My neighbor's looking at me like, what the fuck is going on next door? Do you think like even two or three years ago, you would have talked about this openly? Just because, like, the world is changing with legalization and there's still, like, some preconceptions out there. It just feels weird to yeah. be able to, like, sit here and just talk honestly with somebody else about, you know, ah, yeah, you know, I'm experimenting with uh, cannabis. I went and bought it from the government. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, I think two or three years ago, I don't know if I would have this. Although, I mean, we, we've talked about stuff like this. But I've I've never opened up because I've never really had the experiences, mm-hmm. right? So, um, I would say over the last, uh, not even that long, maybe the last three months, I've not even maybe the last two months, really. I've only I've only started. Like I'm so new yeah. at it. My biggest thing is I don't want I don't want like the the purple dragon, right? Like I don't want to constantly be chasing that ridiculous super high that I yeah. had. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to record the podcast and I keep, I keep holding it off because I want to kind of like, I, I'm not the type of person, like I, I, I couldn't be like you, Tim. And I mean this in a compliment, like I couldn't organize my thoughts on a piece of paper and then reread them. I can't do that. I can't because what I because, because I'm a little dyslexic when I tend to read things, it comes out very unnatural and I jump ahead and I can't get the words out right. So I can, the only thing I can do is write like little pointer notes and then 
tell the story and just look at those pointer notes. That tell I me will take that compliment, but you got to realize how many hours of editing goes into trying to make me sound <laughs> fucking coherent. Man, I, I, this is the way I, this is I, how I envision Tim Carr recording a podcast. Hey, I want to do a podcast on the Illuminati. Cool. Google search for two hours, three hours, taking a handful of notes, writing the final draft on your first try, and then recording in one shot. That's how I imagine it in my head. Oh, well, you know, I want to say you're close, but uh, no. I got mom on research, so like I, I tell her what I, I'm doing next. I've got like probably 10 episodes worth of research. You go get 20, 30 pages of just different websites, throw it all together oh, for man. me, and then I got to read through it all. And then come back, like try to find like an idea or a take on it, write it. And because my writing isn't yeah. good, it probably takes 20, 30 hours. Uh, well, I think that's a bit of an wow. exaggeration, but probably 20 hours of like every couple of days, putting three or four hours into writing and then rewriting and then recording and edit. Do you feel like, do you feel like so, because uh, here's my, like my thing in life, but I'm going to ask you first, like, do you feel so accomplish when you when you push publish or or whatever to when after like the re, the reading the research then then the drafts the recording the editing is all done and you, and you're like you're ready to release it into the woods like do you do you feel super accomplished after that it depends on the episode if i feel like i i said something worth saying or like i thought it was a cool idea and it came off well you know, finally, when everything's done and edited and up there, I feel great about it. I'll listen back and like, ah, fuck, I could have done this or said that. And that'll bug me a little bit. But uh, actually, okay. the Midnight Owl is growing. I uh, just brought on a, a writer. Uh, she's someone from the area and she likes what I'm doing and stuff like that. So she's uh, going to start doing a few scripts for me. So at least I won't have to you know, hit a topic yes. and drop it and get to the next one. Cause that, that rush of like, all right, I got to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving can be a little bit overwhelming with how much work has to go into it. But at least now I can yeah, just yeah, yeah. have a little bit more fun. I love it. Well, congratulations. On, I guess your second employee. Yeah, yeah. Still not paying either of them anything. I think I have that in writing somewhere. You know, I, I believe that the term is we're splitting it. Uh, down the middle for everybody. So half a zero is still motherfucking zero. <laughs> well, I promised her if there's any uh, advertising that goes up on uh, any of the episodes she writes, she'll have credit for it and get a chunk of that. So and she tried nice. to say no. Does it not up to 30 get any? Do we get a, do we get a taste of the pie? Yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we negotiate next contract. Oh, hell with yeah. That. yeah. 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 Um, Tim, can we can we cut this sucker here and maybe do another one yeah, right sounds after? Sounds good to me. All right, All right man. Not for three podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're gonna cut this one short because I I want to keep it under an hour, but we're gonna record another one that will be part two of this episode. Thanks so much for downloading, tuning in, and checking us out for Tim Carr. I'm Anthony Alheffy. Thank you so hoot much hoot. for listening.